Oh, I can go now. Okay, good. <laughs> this is all new technology. You can't hear shit. We'll start that again. Um, pretend like this is not part of it. We're just going with it. Hello and welcome to Shaken Not Noob, the podcast that made a million dollars last year buying Bitcoin and lost it all last week investing in NFTs. I am your ape of the day, Fuzzy Dan, and joining me today is a man who keeps pushing the Dogecoin agenda. It's Mr. Doody Dutrum. How are we, sir? <laughs> the Doge is good. <laughs> I love the Doge. <laughs> Excellent. We're off to a good start. Um, we are back this week to talk about uh, video games and video game pop culture. Um, I am going to kick off with a couple of bits of news. First cab off the rank, the little surprise announcement to me, Dirty, was the Cyberpunk patch that came out last week. Oh, boy. Finally, we got it. The long-awaited uh, next-gen patch and the one that was supposed to correct all there of the There we go. They couldn't hear me. I'm here. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Excellent. to slide myself up. Thank you, Tom. I'm um, here. Y- yes. No, 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 yes. no, 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 Doge. That's not going to make sense. Yeah. <laughs> none of my one. stuff's going to make... <laughs> none of my patter is going to make any more... Yeah, okay, that's, that's fine. fine. That's great. Anyway. Take two. Um, no, yes, yeah, Cyberpunk, they've come out, they're fixing up all of the bullshit that uh, that happened last time, yeah. um, all of the crashes, um, all of the bugs, all the rest of it supposedly gone away. Yeah. I can tell you um, that the bugs <clears> are all still there. Uh, it still crashes multiple times on the PS5. It is slightly more playable, though. Um, right. So, yeah. yeah. So that was, that's fun. I've heard because, of course, I saw the... the the update that's for Xbox, it's for PlayStation 5, it's for PC yep. as well a little bit. Um, so I am going to go back and take a look at it. I've got it installed, I haven't booted it up since. Um, but I have heard, because of course there are companions that you can have sex with, is that they now send oh, yeah. you nudes via text in the game. Um, <laughs> so... There yeah, well, as in as in real life, I don't actually get any of those. So, um, yeah, no, I, I haven't actually seen that yet to confirm it's, it. It's one of those um, things. You know what? You will see it when I've Mrs. It Fuzzy walks into the room. <laughs> That's always how it goes. You're watching the movie. Yeah. It's boring shit. Your parents walk in. Fucking full frontal sex scene. Like, that's just how it goes. Yeah, I, I was playing a mission the other night and just, you know, randomly got to a certain point and all of a sudden... Full on sexing with uh, with Johnny Silverhand, so it was like it was impressive, let's to say the least. But I was sitting there like looking You've over the shoulder. Keanu Reeves, <laughs> what he says. <laughs> Man, I'm glad I was wearing headphones. It was very loud. That's all I'm going to say. But look, um, it is out. Um, it has fixed up some of the issues. Like I said, there are still crashes in the game, which is really frustrating. Yeah. Um, but instead of every sort of half hour, it might be every four to five hours. So. A little bit better, but um, yeah, still some accessibility issues there. Um, they have done some updates for the haptic feedback and sound integration with the PS5 controller. Which oh, really nice. that's right. You got fancy control. Uh, fancy oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, so it's basically like you can feel when you're accelerating with a car, um, it, 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 pull, it like tensions up before it changes gear and it, then it lets off. And that's if you go over cool. a jump, it lets off. It's kind of, it's very, very cool. What they've done with the, um, the controllers are amazing. So... Um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Hopefully, I mean, people can get out there and enjoy it now. I mean, it's like 35 bucks if you wanted to go buy it in, in the shops to get a hard copy of this. So I guess that's fucking okay. do it. Like, I, I've, I've played Cyberpunk. Uh, I got onto my third run-through of it. And, like, it's yep. it's like um, fucking Skyrim. Like, it, it, Skyrim did launch a bit buggy. Uh, not as not as much as... as Nowhere near as buggy. Uh, as- a little bit buggy. <laughs> 
but it's still uh, I mean it's yes absolutely I get yeah it, but... but like it's 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 fun like I enjoy playing it I'm gonna go back to it and do a do a 2022 video on it because it's you know as at the end of this year it'll be two years of since cyberpunk and like what other game besides cyberpunk has had like a massive like pre-release no like Nah, not No Man's Sky. Like, but like, it's bigger than No Man's Sky when it comes to like all of its marketing and stuff, right? Like, it's huge. oh, absolutely. Like, this yeah. is like, yeah, a premium AAA title. Everyone's like, oh, that you know, CD Projekt Red will get it right. Like, you know, everyone had faith. I had faith that they'd get it right, and they fucked it up completely. Mm. So, yeah, no, but like, they, it's coming back to being something of what it should have been in the, at launch. If it come out like this at launch, and it only you know crashed a certain number of times, and it still worked though, I would have been very happy. But the quality of it at this point is just, it's way, way too late. It is, you know, starting to show its, its age by comparison to some of the new games that are coming through. So, yeah, it's still fun to enjoy, though. If you haven't played before, lots to, lots of story, hours and hours of gameplay. Um, I've gone back through and done a, a different type of character now, so with oh, all different things. Did you so, go corporate? Did you, did I did go corporate yeah, this time, actually. Corpo. Yeah, so, yeah, and I got myself Gorilla Arms instead of the Mantis Blades. The Gorilla Arms I didn't awesome. get any of those i didn't get the grill arms i didn't get the mantis blades i my first run through i played i did the 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 nomad and i basically made myself like a han solo um uh, malcolm reynolds like smooth talker with a a pistol (laughs) of course you did of course yes smooth talker with a pistol and i was just like i don't give a fuck like my pistol handling is through the roof and it was just like so yeah i was i loved it (laughs) I hope it was faster than that in, in the game, but uh, yes, yeah. Look, it is it is still fun. If you like, I said, very cheap to buy in stores. Um, yeah, buying the hard copies now, but like, people were trying to get rid of them so bad. So now oh, yeah. it's working. Um, you get it if you're going to buy it by the PS4 version or the last gen version, because you do get a free upgrade with this one as well. So don't Ooh. spend extra money buying the the fancy the next gen one. one. Yeah, buy yeah. the old one, get the free upgrade. Um, it only works on the hard copies if you buy the old one digitally. You have to pay for the upgrade that way. But yeah, anyway, get the not free too upgrade. bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Um, moving on to other things that have been complete failures. Battlefield 2040, uh, 2042. Um, EA have finally come out yep. at a massive town hall uh, in the last few days and admitted that it has been a failure. Um, so they've acknowledged that uh, historically they've had issues with dice games uh, at launch. Really. And that <laughs> really surprisingly really? but they have like a margin oh, for error so they had like a, a calculator that basically says if you have x number of of problems us. x number of bugs yes that's fine they, and so it fell within that margin they wouldn't say how many or what the you know how significant they were just that they had a number of bugs it fell within their acceptability range and they went we're gonna go ahead with it and they trusted that dice would fix it up uh on launch but i mean it's a fundamentally wrong game um, that was just broken beyond repair. Like, you know, one massive bug may only still just be counted as one fucking bug. So however they did it, however they assessed it, they believed that they got it right and completely missed the mark. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a game that... I mean, look, everyone loves games for certain reasons. I have a good sentimental attachment to Battlefield 2042, if that makes sense. Like, EA, sure. EA invited us to come and do the the beta and the early access which was awesome um but they also invited us to get the early access review hands on and from there i've made some fucking fantastic friends in the gaming place from that event like i've now actually gone out and had beers with them and all that sort of stuff so it's it's been great for that um and you know you you do have those moments in 
Battlefield, Battlefront games, and even some instances, Call of Duty and all that sort of stuff, where, you know, you, you, you're barricaded somewhere and you just lob a grenade and it takes out a fucking helicopter and the hel- and you get you see all the kills just rack up on the screen or whatever. Like, it's, it's, at least it's still got that to it. But I yep. have also seen the meme floating around on Twitter. Or not even the meme, just the screenshots of Battlefront 2, Battlefront Vive, and Battlefront 2042. And it is the same old lady character model for all three games. And yep. um, look, I get transferring assets over and stuff like that, but it is literally the same <laughs> old lady. Yeah, no, they've they've been digging that ditch for a while, mate. They, um, they're kind of stuck. So I think hopefully when they start looking at uh, the next version of games, they're starting to look at the next version. They, they use the uh, Unreal platform, don't they? Frostbite. Frostbite. Ah, Frostbite, that's right. Yeah, so hopefully they'll be using the new Frostbite that's, that's coming through to actually do something with it. But yeah. Who knows? But yes, at least they've admitted it was a failure. Um, they're hoping still that they will be able to recover a bit of it um, uh, working with the community, but I think they didn't listen to everybody at the start who <laughs> shat all over the open beta. Um, so, you know, they may listen. I, I will you know, give them the benefit of the doubt, but they need to make some significant changes to it. They did fix Battlefront 2 post-launch. Like, you look at its original launch to what it ended on before it went before Batista went to 2042, and Battlefront 2 was fantastic. Yeah, but you one. see, the, the difference with that, though, is, right, that with... People love uh, Star with, Wars. <laughs> with Battlefront, like, it's it's a once in a, every couple of years kind of thing. With Battlefield, it's an annual game. It's, you know, uh, pretty much... not an annual game. Battlefield's every three or four years. It's, it's very close. Like, they're competing with an annual game like Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they're in that same kind of thing. And they, I know they want to do more of that service game model where they launch a game and then just keep updating it. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to get it with this one. I just think there's been too much bad will um, and, you know, to, to actually bring people back to it. But, yeah, I mean, because people love Battlefront, they love Star Wars, they love that property, they're the kind of people that were willing to stick it out battlefield fans probably will move on to the next best thing well apparently the live play account as of i think yesterday the day before is there are more people playing both battlefield 5 and battlefield 1 than battlefield 2042 both fantastic games they are really like they're very very good games good competitive gameplay like lots going on and they're really well polished like you know obviously had problems at launch got better later on but yeah, they, they shit all over 2042. Yeah, and um, people are starting to like remember and re-love Battlefield Hardline as well, which is the cops and robbers sort of version of Battlefield that came out after Battlefield 4. Battlefield well, they had they had a, they had a the teaser to it. They had a couple of maps in uh, 2042, didn't they, from uh, from Battle Wars, a Hardline game? Uh, they had Bad Company I think someone 2. Did. They had yeah, that's right. Battlefield 1942, and they had yes. Battlefield 3. And you could go into a game like that. That was the big thing about Battlefield 2042 was the new game modes or the new maps. Not that great. But everyone loved going back into the portal mode, which was just replaying the old levels and the old games and the old maps and just modern graphics. Uh, still the same gameplay mechanics, but like just replaying the old games and better graphics, like a greatest hits album. It's like you buy a Metallica yeah. album, you're not going to listen to the new songs because Lars is too old and he can't keep up. And <laughs> but you listen to them like oh, it includes the greatest hits. Oh, you, listen to, you listen to the greatest hits. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, uh, I mean, give us the greatest hits. Like maybe that's what how they can revive it and go. Hey, look, we know we sucked so hard. Like let's let's fix it up by giving you a whole bunch of old stuff that you really love, and <laughs> come back. You love us again. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, because 
on launch in the portal mode, you could play Battlefield Bad Company 2 Rush mode, which was basically, I don't know if you played that, but it was the attack and defend, attack and defend sort of. Rush is the best mode that Battlefield ever came up with. I'm just putting it out there. It's a fantastic game mode. And it was in it was in the game on launch, and I believe Dice removed it after the yep. after the player base was saying, "Please don't remove it, make it permanent." Yep, because they, I think were they were doing it in they... other rush esque mode that was part of the core Battlefield 2042 game, which wasn't good. Yeah, no, they 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 said, "Oh yeah, thanks for the feedback. It's really positive. We're looking to do other things," and they basically. Yeah, they tried to make it battle. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> just didn't work. And that's it the thing, like, Battlefield was trying to copy Fortnite and Call of Duty and all that sort of stuff, when normally Call of Duty copies Battlefield. Yeah. Like, that's like, you know, Call of Duty when they come out, like, we now have destructible environments and tanks. I'm like, we, we don't play COD for that, we go to Battlefield for that, you know? Yes, yeah, I, mm. I, that's... Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed with both of the releases from last year. I think they're both terrible, and they they need to go back to the drawing board on both of those and figure out exactly what they want to do. COD should just embrace their own thing because, you know, following around uh, Battlefront, uh, Battlefield has not worked for them. <laughs> well, you never know. The next COD might be a Call of Duty game. Because, you know, they do World War Two, but what if it wasn't a good World War Two game? That's what we got last year. But this what if it was World War Two with, like, aliens or something? Like, what if it was World different. War Two with the guy from The Hobbit um, and it wasn't good? <laughs> but they could do. Now, what if it's a Call of Duty game and you're still playing as general G.I. Joe Commander, whatever, right? In the, hail- <laughs> the, the Australian guy that's actually a Kiwi? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in real life he was a Kiwi, but yeah. like the actor they used lives in Melbourne. I've met him. Yeah, nice enough guy. Um, but if they if they put it in the Halo universe because it's now a Microsoft game, and it's like you're playing as just gen- like Can't the fucking standard man. fucking general grunt dudes. You're not playing, and it's like it's set before they meet the fucking Covenant or whatever. And it's a, it's a it's a it's a civil war with Team Iron Man and, and Team Batman. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to end up like that fucking end scene of Space Jam 2 where they've just got all the Warner Brothers properties on the fucking basketball court watching everyone play basketball. What's going to be stupid? Is there an end credit <laughs> scene to Space Jam 2? No, that's the like that's the final game is like it's just like all of the Warner Brothers characters watching the basketball game. It was terrible. Isn't it in was. that I I haven't watched it so thankfully you have. Is yeah, it, isn't Pennywise like in that film or the Joker's in that film as a referee? They are. So yeah, it's uh, it's there are so yeah, it's not very nice. Anyway, we'll move on to some other things because there's other things to talk about. Um, let's talk about uh, from software um, because they have a big game coming out this week. The uh, the wonderful game called uh, Elden Ring. Um, so I shouldn't have said it's wonderful. Oh crap! Okay. Um, it's too hot. Oh my god, <laughs> Mister Freeze is in Space Jam. There's a lot. Anyway, anyway, from software, they've um, they put out a tweet today uh, that was specifically asking basically anyone involved in the game, like who has has copies of the game so far, has played through any of the you know, expansive open beta that they have, uh, to not give out any spoilers. 
um, specifically because there's a lot of things in the story that happen that change that you know yeah. affect. It's like know, when we went to the Gears Five event and we were already in the free roam map, and I just went, "Nah, Fuzzy, you shouldn't be playing this." And quit and went to the start, <laughs> and the PR guys came up to us like, "What are you doing? No, 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 no!" <laughs> it's exactly that. They yeah. want everybody. They said we just want everybody who wishes to experience this with uh, for the first time with unclouded eyes. They don't want you to you know share it all out. So. Um, it's been very fun. I can say that I've, I've got a copy of it that I am reviewing at the moment. It's really hard to review without spoiling stuff as well. So, yeah, there is a really amazing world and lore that's been set up around it. Um, obviously, been talked about, written by um, George R. R. Martin. Obviously, writing this instead of writing that last Game of Thrones book because, you know, he has... No that's ideas. never coming out. That <laughs> last Game of Thrones book, it's, it is will come out after he's happening. I'm telling you. I'm it, telling it, you it's, it's after he's dead. It's got... Is it... Was it... I mean, Tom will know. He's watching. But is it was it the the Cimmerillion the 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 Lord of the Rings Bible, right? But like that wasn't finished, and then his kids finished it or something. Who knows? Who cares? Tom's not on the show. Tom can prompt <laughs> us when he when he hears it. Um, but yeah, so it's yeah big lore that set up for him. The rest of the story was done by the studio specifically. Um, so yeah, there's lots of things that happen in there. It is yeah definitely something we can talk about at another time because i can't talk about it now um but yes they've asked everybody to not spoil anything so yeah very difficult to review this game without uh, without including spoilers um but that is out i believe on the 25th um so friday this week there is um uh thomas saying no wrong incorrect different thing not samarillion um, I was saying the exact same thing listening to this week's episode of Shaking Not Nerd when you were talking about Beast Wars Transformers. Uh, I was sitting in the car getting fucking wrong. Um, but um, it, that's that's the interesting thing as well. Like, of course, no spoilers. Don't you know? You generally don't want to spoil a game, especially when you're doing a review for the for the main story. But the thing that I absolutely love is, of course, when you do get the you know the review code and, and the company's got saying like, "Thanks for taking a look at it," and they attach like a little document like, "Do not talk about these things in your video, right, or in your yeah. podcast. Don't talk about how the main character gets stabbed in the back by his sister and then his father is actually his brother." Don't talk about that. And I'm like, dude, I haven't even played it. Don't talk about the end cutscene where your brother is actually your uncle and your sister's actually a goat. Don't talk about that. And you just sit there and go, bro, don't put this in the in the in the thing. Yeah. You ruined it for me and I haven't even started it. Yeah. No, they uh, they do like to include a few spoilers in there, but uh, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of that. And apparently there's been a lot of people doing like you know, little snippets of clips. Um there has been um, I don't know if you saw it at all, but the open beta for Elden Ring was fucking immense. You it played was, that, yeah, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, you could just sit there and play it for as long as you had fucking internet access and it was the, the yeah, beta was open. That's right. Roam around just doing whatever you could. You got to face one of the bosses in there and, you know, there are you know hours and hours of footage of that up already on on the internet. Yeah. Um, and I will say, like the yeah, it's yeah, it, it, the stories are out there, and I think people have been slowly leaking out more and more information, which is pretty shitty. Um, I've yeah. got to say, especially in you know something that a game like this, which encourages discovery, like it's it's very shit to uh, to spoil that for other people. I remember I got a. Uh, a, a- uh, a Twitter message from uh, a good mate uh, at Bandai Namco just being like, hey, dude, are you interested in Elden Ring? And I'm like, that's a good question, mate. Because not <laughs> only are you providing a key, but are you providing a spare controller and monitor to replace <laughs> when I throw something through it? Um, yeah. I couldn't get fast past the first boss in either Bloodborne or Dark Souls 3. Like, it was just too much rage-inducing. 
I mean, you know, this is when you describe it to anybody who hasn't heard it before, it's always about, you know, these people building games to be fucking hard like because they were sick of people just winning stuff. There was a story, though, recently that they actually t- had to dial back some of the difficulty oh. of um, the characters because they were just way, way too impossible to beat. And, you know, these are, you know, with feedback coming from the community and some of the pros who've been playing it going, look, yeah, we've beaten them, but even though these things are too fucking hard for us, like, it's just, you need to tone it down a bit. So they, yeah, that's what you can expect from um, a Dark Souls-esque game. There we go. Talk about that uh, this time next week. (laughs) Uh, But yes, um, we'll move on to um, the big one for tonight. Um, That is, talking about the big game we've been playing for the last week, um, Warhammer 3... Yes. Huzzah! Thanks. Total to... War Warhammer Three. Sorry, the let's give it the full proper title. Um, it should have still been Total Warhammer. something else in the beginning. Totally should right. have just yeah. been Total, Total Warhammer. Would have been perfect. Would yeah. have been great. It just um, so to Total on, War Warhammer Three. Um, we uh, we got uh, copies of these to play and uh, review. They've been fantastic. Um, yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun. Dirty, I know you've been playing it. Um, tell us all about it. So, Total War Warhammer 3 is the third and final uh, game in the Warhammer Fantasy uh, series trilogy that uh, has, of course, been released by the Total War team. Uh, and thanks to our friends at Five Star Games, they handed us a code saying, you know, Fuzzy's Total War, I'm Warhammer, knock yourselves out. Uh, and they wrote the email like a fucking Warhammer speech as well. It was fucking great. Um, <laughs> but it is, yeah, the third and final game in the in the Warhammer trilogy of Total War games. Uh, the first game came out in 2016. Had a large amount of the armies available in the Total War or in the Warhammer uh, fantasy universe. The second game came out, what, 2018, 2019, around then? Ish. Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah. And, and Fuzzy got me that as a, I think it was a birthday present or, a, or some form of present as that you're getting a gaming laptop, play this with me. Um, <laughs> a gift. And um, I think we played it a handful of times and I got fucking smoked. Uh, every time. <laughs> um, but it is, and this is the third game in the series where um, not only is it more of the game you may already know and love but it is also expanding upon which that is already set as the as sort of the foundations from 2016 so basically this game is a standalone game and an expansion at the same time uh, mm-hmm. and this game focuses on six technically seven six factions uh in the no wait seven eight eight Eight, including the first DLC, which it was a day one launch. Um, yep. But seven, if you if you don't have access to that uh, DLC, and it includes um, the Grand Cafe, which is a, uh, a sort of a, an ancient. It's China. It's 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 China. It's, it's, <laughs> it's ancient China. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> mythological China with dragons and sort of the the sort of the terracotta warriors. Uh, terra, ter, terracotta warriors. Terracotta. Thank yes. you. Uh, yes. Sort of that sort of styling around it. Uh, there is the Kislev Russians, um, bears. Uh, Just call it Russia and China. Like that's all you need. To say. <laughs> yeah. There and then from that as well, there is the five chaos armies um so previously in total warhammer one we just had chaos uh i think it was just warriors of chaos i think that was really it um and you played as archaeon fantastic character where in this uh version of it you are playing as chaos demons so you can be the armies of corn which is the uh the, the god of blood and skulls the uh chaos god nurgle which is death decay and rot 
the god Zinch, which is knowledge, power, and magic. And Slanesh, the god of desire and excess, a.k.a. sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Um, and the fifth one is Chaos Undivided, which is basically you're a Chaos Demon Prince and you have basically the lesser demons of every other faction. Um, yep. If you got the Day 1 DLC as well, you get the Ogre Kingdoms, which is big fat ogres. Um, and yeah, every faction, of course, plays differently. Some have strengths to others that, that have weaknesses too. Um, so, of course, uh, if you take a look at the Chaos Demons, Corn, if you play as the Corn the faction or if you use a lot of Corn in the Chaos Undivided or the, just the general Chaos faction... They are hitting you really, really fucking hard when they get close. They are just ripping you to shit. Uh, if you use Zinch, that's sitting back and that's using a lot of magic. Nurgle is it is tanky as fuck, but also very slow. And Slanesh is get in, fuck you up, get the fuck out. They can't stay in mm. combat for too long, otherwise they get screwed. Um, where you get Kislev in the Grand Cathay and even Ogre Kingdoms and such, they have ranged weapons which completely obliterate demons. Um, so oh, yeah. they do. Yes, <laughs> it's interesting playing. Like so, I played through um, obviously the uh, the prologue, which gives you a bit of an introduction to um, all of the controls and very good prologue. Factions. A lengthy prologue, very but long. yeah, you, it's like play the so prologue. That's ah, twenty minutes. Okay, cool. It's, it's a little bit frustrating. I think there should be a, like a if you're familiar to this game, you know, jump in halfway through kind of thing. If you're yeah. unfamiliar to Total War, start at the start because yeah, the first. 30 to 40 minutes are quite boring for people who have played it before. It's very basic mechanics. Um, it's the stuff that you learn later on that, you know, you can learn through trial and error, but it helps have the prologue as the tutorial it, there. It gives you a lot of story. Yeah. Because so there, there is a pretty that. good story here as well. Yeah, I played through that, got rid of Kislev because I'm not into Kislev, not down with that. Um, did a lot, I spent a lot of time just trying out all of the different um, uh, Chaos factions. Yep. And there's some crazy ones in there, like they, uh, especially Corn. Um, and uh, the demonic prince, uh, what are they? The, the, the demon prince, demons, just, uh, yeah, just chaos demons, yeah, yeah. They they both have these things where it's like every single turn you have to be in a fight. You have to be fighting, fighting, fighting. Yeah, all if the you time. follow corn, yeah. Because otherwise, if you're not fighting and gaining blood and you know blood for sacrifices and or skulls. skulls for sacrifices, then your faction basically loses um, all its motivation. All its like you know, it starts losing uh, health. All the, yeah, it's 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 really interesting. So you really have to kind of just keep moving. Mm. Whereas you know, I tend to play quite slowly. You know, consolidate, build bases, expand outwards. Um, you know, with massive armies and things like you know, moving to Grand Cathay was really good for that. So they have some really good um, uh, diplomacy options that they can move in through, as well as um, they've got this. Uh, it's basically a trade caravan that you can send out. Um, and so you send them out to different cities to do trade, and they, you know, for big, big dollars. Mm. Uh, but along the way, they can be they, these trade caravans can be attacked by whoever's around. Um, and so you have these little armies that you have to, you know, defend yeah. with and build up over time. So yeah, it's it's really like they just yeah, really interesting play. So I preferred the Cathay faction just because it's probably more the it's a more of a traditional um, total war game style of play also probably more traditional to the first two versions of total war uh, total warhammer it's it's yeah. very much in those that model um the chaos elements in it are amazing but they are just so so new that i don't really know how to make the most of them at the moment so i'm still right. learning how to play it properly it's uh, it takes a bit of time to you know change your mindset like traditional mindset isn't you know, just steamroll everybody from the start. It is very much a take your time and build. 
um, and that's yeah not the case with the Chaos Gods. As their name would suggest, they bring a bit of fucking chaos. So um, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. The the cool thing I really liked as well is with um, of course like the the prologue is. Uh, for anyone sort of Warcraft-based, and of course Warhammer was before Warcraft, uh, but is the prologue is very much the story of Arthas for Warcraft. Prince starts to turn evil, turns into a demon prince. Like, that's the Fucking prologue. snooze. Um, <laughs> I mean, you definitely see it coming, especially if you get, nah, skip the prologue, and then you're like... You're playing as a demon prince who was once a fucking prince of Kislev. And I went, oh, that must be the guy in the prologue, and it is. Um, but if you choose to play as uh, Chaos, just the Chaos demons in general, rather than a specific faction, is it is basically like build your own Chaos God. And as you, because you have to sort of, uh, you know, defeat armies and, you know, capture slaves or murder slaves and destroy buildings in the name of Chaos, either undivided or to a particular faction, is you gain the the following and the uh, the loyalty or what's the favor of that chaos god you keep sort of praising um and mm. then from there they give you you know you get corn's hammer or you get slanesh's tail or you get zinch's bird head or whatever and you can make your own chaos god and it can look very unique um mm. and it's 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 a little bit of a spinning plate keeping all the three chaos or four chaos gods happy and depending on what type of gameplay style you want to play. So if you want to just land in and fuck everything up in close range, you can totally go corn and go bit of Nurgle to keep yourself tanked up. But then it's like, yeah, dude, you have no ranged attacks. You might have wings to get in there quick in and out, but you got nothing ranged. So it's like, cool. Well, use a bit of Zinch, you can shoot magic. Use a bit of uh, Slanesh, you can run in really fast. Um, yeah. Yeah, I will yeah, notice. As, cool. I, I do notice as well, though, with that, like in having some of the like artillery units, especially with uh, the late game uh, artillery units for Grand Cathay, yeah. um, is that they there is a lot of splash damage um, that also brings about a bit of friendly fire. So it's not just these like very targeted attacks. There is a lot more. You're going to damage your own units if you hit them the wrong way, um, yeah. or if they're inv- around. So it can actually get quite. Uh, quite problematic, especially when they've, they've got some really amazing artillery units, including, like, floating junks that they have in the air and they shoot cannons out. Fantastic, like, really great units to have. But as soon as they're, like, you know, the demons are all over you, like, there's no point in using them because you're just going to kill all your own guys anyway. So very interesting, like, that's it's been part of what's been around for the games previously. I think it's a bit more highlighted in this game. Um, probably something that they uh, they brought out of some of the the other games from the Total War series. Yeah. Um, that they yeah that's now creeping into these ones. Well, that's you know I, I I did have a lot of sort of a lot of fun with this, and there are some little small mechanics that you can use for each faction as well. So with corn in the middle of a battle, you can summon more demons, which I was you just sitting there like fuck. You can literally have a massive army and still only pay the points of a small army. But for yeah. Slanesh, because Slanesh is all sex, drugs, and rock and roll, is you can lure enemy units to your side of the battle of the team. So mm. if, if you're going up against high elves who have a fuckload of archers and they've got a couple of dragons, you can lure sexy wavy arm dance like Cara Delphine and Suicide Squad a <laughs> dragon to your side and it's still just a high elf dragon, but it's it's on your side for for that battle and it's, it's, it's kind of cool that they have that. Um, I had fun with it. I had some issues both... Gameplay wise and lore wise and just marketing wise, if that makes sense as well. Um, but I still had fun with it. Like it's a it's it's a game I had fun with, but I had problems with, and it's it's, it's a lot of games are like that. 
Yeah. Oh, look, I mean, I've, I've, I've enjoyed it a lot. Like, I know there's been... You are a total war uh, I am. And, like, I think this is really the culmination of what they've done since they started doing the uh, the Total Warhammer series. Kermit um, says, please like, never refer to that movie or dance ever again, especially in something as tall in regards to his Warhammer. Wavy hands. <laughs> the wavy hands. Um, we did have, um, obviously, we've had other games that have come out while they've been doing the Warhammer series as well. Um, so we had uh, uh, Britannia. Yeah. We've had Three Kingdoms. and we then had I think Shogun? The, the, was it uh, no, they're, they're all the old ones. Um, so this is just while, you know, Warhammer's been around. So I've had, yeah, Britannia, Three Kingdoms, um, which was basically um, uh, all throughout China. Um, and then they had the Total War Troy Saga, That's which it. was interesting. Yeah. yeah. So they bought it, what they've done is they've actually brought together all of the elements from, you know, these previous six, uh, five, five games. Yeah. And they put them all into this one. And it's, you know, they've taken out some of the stuff that didn't work. They put other stuff in and it's, it really, really works because there's so much going on. There's also so much difference between each, like playing as individual factions, that it's almost like completely different game styles. So it's just, it's so much, it makes it more interesting to play and it really adds that replay factor to it. And it's like, well, I've dominated as that. I'll try something else. Oh, shit, I don't know how this works. And you're, you're back to square one. So it is really fascinating that they've managed to, to capture that again. Um, it's interesting that they haven't brought back like the all of the factions from... Uh, Warhammer 2, um, whether or not they're that, just, that you know, is, they just they will come out later. In. Yeah, so they they with how Warhammer One and Total Warhammer Two had, if you had both games, you could play like the the big game mode where you had every faction. Yeah, they're doing that at a later date with everything for Total Warhammer Three. Yeah, um, well, that's good because yeah. they, they, they're still there. Like once you expand yeah. out, you actually see, oh shit, how big this this world there's is orcs, that you're, there's elves, you're there's, Yeah, it's amazing, and you start doing business with all these other factions outside of your little area. Um, it's it's yeah you can start to see that there's more to the world than you know is available to us right now so it'll be really cool to see like you know the pirates of the caribbean essentially uh, up against the chaos gods like that will be really cool to see those or you know the vampire, fa- coast. the vampire coast yeah yeah <laughs> sorry the pirates of the caribbean essentially the vampire um, of the caribbean yeah um the vampires but yeah so things <laughs> vampires <laughs> yes um it'll be good to see those in there and play as those factions against those other challenges as well mm-hmm. um especially with like you know trying to take on grand cathay because they actually start they're sitting behind almost like a great wall of china that defends them from all of the Everything chaos else. factions yeah so they've got like this built-in defensive wall already that's sitting around so really interesting to try and maybe attack that and beat them through that um in the late game kermit did ask uh he missed the start is there pvp there's pvp so you can play you know, me and fuzzy have played each other before in total warhammer 2 there's yep. also a campaign cooperative mode, cooperative yep. mode as well so if you want to play with a friend um that's that's kind of cool as well as the the standard traditional world in which warhammer is sort of all the total war warhammer games are set in you also go into the into the the eye of the storm or uh, eye of the storm uh in the 40k universe it's called the warp uh I think it's the Eye oh, so, yeah, of so, Terror, um, basically, yeah. sort of thing. And you go into the Chaos World, uh, and yeah. there are four different factions for each gods. Uh, and for Slanesh, there is the seven or nine circles of Slanesh. Uh, and yeah. as you keep going down each ring, um, then you get tempted by Slanesh being like, hey, if you leave now, we'll give you some really good loot. 
And the first time I was like, fuck yeah, that's great loot. And then I saw it and went, that's shit loot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you did you actually get through it all though? Like get to the end? Yeah. Because by the like by the end of it, you're like, holy crap. Like that's this is really, some really, some really good. good shit. Uh, Kermit would but, play the shit out of a 40K version. They wouldn't make a 40K version because 40K is all space. Guns just, yeah. I, I think they could do it. I really it'd, think they could do it. It'd be completely new. It wouldn't be Total War to the point because everything is range. There's very well, little close range in 40k. The big thing that really... Well, I mean, they've done that a little bit as well. So they did have... Um, was it Napoleon? Um, Total War Napoleon. Oh, right. uh, where they, yeah, where it was basically the Napoleonic Wars. Uh, Empire Total War was the other one. Oh, yep. Um, and it's basically... You're, you know, you've got ships. You've got these British empires expanding muskets and all the rest of it. So it has been done before where it's you know, specifically in those... Um, and also Rise of the Shogun, which came out with um, uh, uh, Total War Shogun 2. Uh, sorry, Fall of the Samurai was the other one. Um, and that brought in basically all of the American troops into Japan. And so they've got muskets against the samurai. It's fucking crazy. So, like, that that kind of gameplay has been included. But it would be a big stretch because I think there's not as much diversity within the factions and the faction there's, elements. There's a, There's... Equal, if not more, factions in 40k than there is in fantasy. Okay. Um, I stand corrected then. <laughs> but a lot of it is more ranged. And of course, one of the, the factors for Total War games in general, especially if you have archers, is they can run out of ammo. And then they're standing there with their dicks in their hands. That's not really a problem for 40k. Um, and there are some factions that are sort of the opposite of Chaos Demons in regards to it's like, yeah, we're really shit at close range combat, but fucking good luck getting close to us. Uh, and that is um, Space Russians. Um, <laughs> got, the, got the tower. I mean, I think they could do it. I think there, there are ways they that could, could do, do it. it and, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I mean, like you said, this is the last of the, the trilogy of games that they're doing for Warhammer. So mm. I would expect to see a few more um, interesting factions come in um, that haven't been included so far in the series, which, which, yeah, it would be good to see that happen. Um, but, yeah, where they go to next, I mean, they've got a very, very complete game here. Um, yeah, all they're going to do really is add more content to it. Um, they'll probably, I think, the last game, what, what were we saying? It was out in 2020? Uh, Total Warhammer 2, 2019. Oh, 2019, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's you yeah, know, give it a good couple of years and then they'll probably, you know, they'll we, release a, another couple of games in between now and then as well, just yeah. to give you a little taste for what's going on. But, you know, I'd like to see something historical again, go back to like, you know, the Rome. So give us Rome 3. Rome was always one of the better ones. Um, or Medieval Total War was also very, very good. So, um, yeah, some, something like that would be awesome. There, and uh, let me let me just sort of get to it here. Um, that's one of the problems I have with... <laughs> Change my lights for anyone wondering on stream. <laughs> is this I'm, your problem light? Yeah, this is my problem. I've gone from slanesh pink <laughs> right, to, to corn red. Um, that's one of the big things I had with Not this. enough skulls. Yeah. Blood for the... Uh, we need a new driver. This one's dead. That's a, it's a famous line from Warhammer 40k. Uh, but anyways, um, that's one of the problems I had with this game in general was you play... A Warhammer game, so it could be Space Marine, it could be Dawn of War, it could be this to the Total War game, so on and so forth. Um, and this is a brand new game, it's just come out, and you play a Games Workshop game to sort of be used as a... Uh, I do have a Nurgle Green Shrimp, I'll leave that for positives. Um, but you, you sort of, you have these games to sort of dip your toe into the world of Warhammer, and it might make you go to the store and actually start playing 
the tabletop game. Um, sure. And Total War Warhammer 1 released in 2016 um, when the world of Warhammer Fantasy existed as a game. As a, as a, as a game. So there is Warhammer 40,000 and then there was Warhammer Fantasy, which is what the Total War games are based off. Um, sure. In, I think, 2019, of course, we had Total War Warhammer 2, which gave us some more factions from the fantasy setting. But in 2019, 2020, they basically alt f forward and rebooted Total War. Uh, they rebooted the Warhammer Fantasy section, and it's now yep. called Warhammer Age of Sigma. And basically, this big event happened where the world blew up and it's been recreated and whatever. Uh, and yep. a lot of these factions no longer exist. Yep. Or they've been separated into different factions of different things. So we yep. had, of course, like the Tomb Kings and the Vampire Counts, and then now, like, the fucking Soul Blight Earth Lords, or they're like something, some other faction that just isn't available okay. in this game. Um, yeah. So that's the thing is if you play this game, you'll go, oh, I want to play Warhammer. So you go to your board game store and you'll be going like, where's Tomb Kings? Uh, where's, where's Poochie? Um, you, you'll be looking for, <laughs> you know, the, the factions or armies that you're seeing in this game. Um, and then you'll be going, wait, what's going on? And then, you know, you're going to be stuck inside a games workshop store and the guy's going to be talking to you for three hours. So just go to an independent board game store and buy <laughs> games workshop stuff from them. Um, secondly, there are factions in this game that just do not exist on the tabletop. So if you love the Kislev or the Grand Cathay, and that's the, uh, all right. And, and you're like, cool. I, I really like the bear God Urson. I'm, I'm I, I want to follow this. I like this setup or I like the vampire pirates or whatever. They vampires, e- please. Yeah. Vampires. Um, they don't like the tabletop strategy. Yeah. Um, and shrimp, shrimp in the chats put it really well, is uh, Total War Warhammer is not really good for noobs or people interested in the models. It's primarily a good strategy, but but that's the thing. Yeah, Total War is a great game. It looks like Warhammer. It sounds like Warhammer. It's got me looking at models for Warhammer Age of Sigma, and I don't play Age of Sigma, but it's got me mm. looking at the models being like, fuck, that looks pretty fucking cool. Maybe I can convince Fuzzy to buy some models and we'll play a game, <laughs> having some beers. <laughs> But, like, yeah, like, there's armies in this game that don't exist, and this game or this setting of Total War fa- uh, Warhammer Fantasy doesn't exist anymore, and it's now Warhammer Age of Sigma, to the point where a lot of fans got upset with Games Workshop just wiping Warhammer Fantasy. Because, war- like, the old Warhammer Fantasy games played like Total War. You'd have these yeah. big movement trays where you'd have, like, 40 or 50 models on it, and you'd move them all together like you'd move your little formations in Total War. So it worked really well. But now they're like single individual models like Warhammer 40k, and now they're actually going to bring back Warhammer old school fantasy as like a, oh yeah, we fucked up, we're going to bring it back as its own separate game. And I, I, I think it's, that's a massive problem, I think, that this, that this game has. Well, it's probably more of a timing issue than anything else. Like, you know, but adding like them you, into you, it. Like, it takes so long to develop a game, but yeah. they can just throw out fucking models like nothing. Like, you know, it's <laughs> you, fuck that, <laughs> fuck that old law. Let's just erase it and have a yeah. If you if you did game. make Total War Warhammer three as you know Total War Warhammer three Age of Sigma or whatever it was, then you'd be going, hmm. well, you're wiping out a lot of these factions and all. So it's like that could be the next Total War Warhammer game is where they just wipe it and go, well, look, they sold really well. Let's wipe it. Let's use the current canon sort of stuff sure i mean there's always the option for like you know they could bring it in as like a dlc kind of thing um they, yeah, can't, they, have, to, they have to completely wipe wipe factions off the board man 
It's like, possible, mate. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is possible. It's like what they when they did bring in the uh, the um, the fall of the samurai as part of that Shogun Two game. Mm-hmm. Like essentially, you start out the games like your campaigns as per normal, and all of a sudden these English troops just come through and just completely destroy everything. So it'd be yeah, it, it could be part of a story change that they could do. Yeah, or it could include it just as a whole new game, whatever. But yeah, either way, yeah, like Shrimp was saying, this is um, yeah, it is primarily a video game strategy game using i suppose the components from you know from, from the, the fantasy series and it, and it sounds like and it it's great well. like it, it looks great like for it. That. it sounds like it mm. and like seeing like the, the character models like having these massive chaos gods running around the battlefield literally just fucking drop kicking dudes across the screen and so like good. just laying waste to everything uh, one of my favorite one of the favorite things i had with grand cathay was the um the, the main guy transforms himself into a dragon and like one of those yeah sort of dragons you'd see in like chinese parades yeah and like yeah he literally he's just laying waste and just moving around the battlefield just destroying everybody's fantastic to use and then you change it back and he does some wizard shit it's great it's just there's some really interesting characters really interesting modeling they've done with them um really unique like everything looks very very different to each other and just so special like they put in a lot of detail to that so yeah Playing it feels like, you know, I think you've described it in your video as like, you know, it's what you would imagine it would be in your mind. Yeah, this is what they see. That's what they've done. This is what I saw when, yeah, like I'm moving my morals and I'm going, yeah, fucking, you know, got in there, kick the shit out of you with my corn berserk. And it's just like, yeah, I'm just removing models from a fucking tabletop. Calm down, kid. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm fucking you up, son. Um, It's exactly (laughs) like that's, you know, I've, I've now gone, as Shrimp says, to Nurgle Green. Uh, for positives. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. What are the big positives here, Diddy? It looks like a Warhammer game. Right. It sounds yeah. like a Warhammer game. It, it's like, that's one of the big problems I had with Aliens Colonial Marines was it's a horde shooter with an alien skin over the top. The, the character, like the voice acting didn't sound fun or interested in the fucking game. It didn't feel like an Aliens game. It was literally a skin. And while <laughs> this is a skin over the top of a total war game, it still looks and sounds like Warhammer, and it still has elements of, you know, yeah, if you're playing as Corn, you need to constantly keep fucking fighting and getting blood and skulls because that's what Corn wants. Like, that's all yeah. he's about. You know, if you're playing as Slanesh, like, you can basically, if your troops are uh, a bit tired or whatever it is, you can host fucking orgies, and it just puts your morale through the roof. Like, you can do all these things. See- now I didn't get to that part of the game. Now this might be like that, like the, the you the, can the have new, all just the, the sex thing in Cyberpunk. Maybe I'm just being excluded from that part because I'm not cool enough. Whatever it might be, I need think I need to replay this game. <laughs> there's there's one of them that because um, you you get like these little things that come up every now and then where it's like uh, one of them for Slanesh was one of your uh, demon knights of Slanesh has found a recipe for wine that is. Um, Every, when you drink it, everything else is awful, and it makes people addicted to it. Um, and okay. it's like, do you share it with every every sort of ally and nation around you, so they get addicted to it and they start to join your cause because of it and get tempted by Slanesh, or do you keep mm. it in your own ranks and sort of boost health up and boost morale up? And it's like, what do you want to do? And like, they have all those sort of. It is the same thing of like share it to people and be friendly, or keep it to yourself. But it's like it's. It's Warhammer styling. It's you know, let's let's yeah. have giant orgies and let's tempt people with our songs in the forests and stuff. And it's like, those people are going to get fucking killed. Man, I have seriously underestimated the uh, the level of nerdishness need to uh, to have orgies and games. 
um yeah i i had no idea it was this big so um yeah that's, I def- that's, I'm, I'm taking it all in a different frame of, uh, frame of mind now that, that's the thing as well like because of course warhammer on the tabletop now has changed right compared to when this game was sort of made is corn Less is, sorties, is what you're saying or? yes corn is blood and skulls and, and and all that sort of stuff zinch is knowledge and magic nurgle is still rotten decay and when fantasy in 2016 2017 when i was playing it slanesh was sex drugs rock and roll and like you looked at the models for his demon knights of slanesh they had nipples like they'd have like a heap of boobs and they'd ha- have like a giant dick hanging out of them or like whatever you milk them no but they had like one like the, i don't know if you saw the <laughs> steeds of slanesh like they're like the horsey like sperm things that they oh ride. yes but like yeah, yeah, the yeah. old models just had like a fuckload of boobs that looked like udders um mm-hmm. but now it's like well they don't like gw is like well is he he's he or she because they haven't decided what it is is not the <laughs> god of sex drugs and rock roll it's the god of excess and I'm like, and, uh, and overindulgence. And I'm like, well, overindulgence makes you fat. And that just reminds me of Nurgle. So, like, uh, I, don't, I don't get it. But, like, yeah, they've, it, it's like this game is still like, nope, Slanesh is still sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And that's exactly what we're sticking with. And that's what I kind of like. Very HR mm. Geiger in design, Kermit. It's, um, corners very much like big red blood, like horns and stuff like that, like traditional devils. Nurgle is like, your stomach is cut open and your organs are falling out and your skin is decaying away. Zinch is like, fucking tentacle arm bird head fucking hooves random shit and slanesh is like half a breast out and then like a claw hand and then really fucking well, it's a, slanesh is literally a, a hermaphrodite right so you've got like literally like almost cut down the middle half features for either side which is really an interesting interpretation yeah. of that and this game shows very, the chaos gods as well yeah. like it's, it's not oh, like yeah. you're you're siding with nurgle or siding with slanesh we've never seen in the warhammer lore what they actually look like and this game is like there's corn there he is that's what he looks like and like the entire time when you think corn is like he's a, he's sitting on a skull of throne of uh, a throne of fucking skulls and blood and there's fire all around him and you know, generic devil satan shit but it's like you never really get proper descriptive terms for him and here it's mm. like yeah nurgle's big fucking guy with hooves it's like <laughs> it's, it's yeah it's cool yeah, and like, I still love the uh, one of the ones I really enjoyed playing was the Ogre Kingdoms. Um, so that, the big oh, guy for the Ogre Kingdoms. I love how you have Massive to keep feeding that him. Ogre, and he's literally just like, yeah, he's just getting pushed around in a fucking wheelbarrow because he's just so fucking massive. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's the cool thing as well. Like the story in this game is is Kislev has had winter for seven years, and now they're deciding that they, their god, the bear god, is missing after seven years. Um, so they go out to go find him, and then sort of each chaos god wants to find the bear for their own reasons so kislev want to end their winter the grand cathay want to find a missing dragon who is like a who is an, an animal god who would know the bear will know where the dragon is find the bear find the dragon um but the chaos demons want the the bear for completely different reasons and one of them is like you know corn wants oh it's not corn it's um it's a bloodthirster it's the exalted bloodthirster of corn i've forgotten his fucking name scarbrand he wants the skull of the bear like zinch wants the the eye of the bear so he can see the present because he can only see the future and the past and slanesh is like i want the sorrow of the bear and i'm like what the what the fuck is the sorrow of the bear just say you want i don't know his dick or something like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something it's like the king man trying to get the heart all right like no you know, it's, it's not even know. it's not even that because like nurgle wants the corpse of the bear to make a plague to kill gods i'm like makes sense 
right? Zinch wants the eye so we can see the present. Corn wants skull and blood. That's all he wants. But, like, Slanesh is, I want the sorrow of the bear. And I'm like, huh? Or one of the temptations it's like a really of the shit, bear. Just think of it like a really shit Captain Planet, all right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, heart, soul of sorrow. <laughs> I am the bear god, Captain Bear. Uh, it's... I do enjoy this this whole thing around like Ursa's being trapped away and like breaking them out. I think it's fun. I think it's a really interesting aspect of it. So mm. it adds a lot more purpose to general play than, than, than we've had previously with Warhammer games. Yeah. So like you've actually got to focus the, these things rather than just dominate everybody. So yeah. Yes. Well, look, we should give this a score, mate. We should. We should. Uh, just looking through the chat here as well. Uh, yeah, Kermit saying, I don't know about you guys, but I had to go out when it gets cold, so I get it. I'm like, okay, cool, because the, the bear's been missing. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think you should get into Battle Sector. Oh, Battle Sector, Fuzzy, we should actually take a look at at some point. It is just virtual Warhammer. It's literally just turn-based Warhammer rather than spending okay. hundreds of thousands of dollars on models and no one has time to paint them. Yeah, it's it's that. And there's also a Warhammer game coming out that has Andy Serkis in it. Um, I think oh, that's hello. Chaos Gate. I think uh, Shrimp, and it's a it's a turn based um, shooter with Grey Knights, I believe. And Grey Knights are cool. I think if you played forty k, I think Grey Knights would be your faction, Fuzzy. Grey Knights are like they rock up when Chaos is around, and even if you're not possessed by Chaos, if you're just a person walking past, you're fucking dead because no one knows they exist. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, that they're these fun. like big. <laughs> they're like they're they're Space Marines, but they're like big knights covered in like knight holy armor sort of stuff and they're all silver they got the big like clash down things and they just carry swords and the leader they, of them carries a demon this, sword because he he can control <laughs> the demon inside of it it's fucking this cool. episode has just turned into duty trying to convince me to get into war just do it man just do it just spend money i did buy um, a new board game today as well go <laughs> on give us a score mate give us a, a final review and a score for this one look I had issues with it. I had fun with it, though. Um, and it is it is still doing what Warhammer games or Games Workshop titles should do. Is You play the game, you get addicted to the lore, you start reading about it, you start watching YouTube videos about it, and then you slowly start dipping your toe into the fucking models. Even if you don't play Warhammer fucking Fantasy or Age of Sigma, I'm still going... Yeah, man, that's, the Slanesh model's looking pretty cool, or Archaeon riding a fucking giant dragon with three different chaos god heads on it look pretty cool it's like 300 bucks but still um yeah i'm, I'm gonna go four out of five wow okay yeah um yes very unfair i think um but that's okay i understand look it is i i think for me like i said it's the culmination of everything they started doing for you know uh, since when was it 2016, 2016 i think the first one came yeah. out yeah uh, and like you know it was a big shift for them to move from you know, traditional, you know, historical combat stuff to doing fantasy, fantasy. games and adding magic to this. I reckon a Lord of the Rings game of this would be really fucking good. It would be amazing. Everyone's talked about that that as one of the potential yeah. avenues they could go down. Totally would love to do something like that. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, you know, from 2016 to now, they've, you know, been working really, really hard delivering a very, very good game, getting better and better with it bringing in mechanics from other other games that you know yeah some of those other games not so great in general but they they did have things that were part of it that were really interesting like three kingdoms was one it was a game that almost completely failed 
um, but they brought it. They had a really good thing with um, uh, in there called the, the quick diplomacy option, oh, where basically God, you God can quickly look through and filter through to see who would actually be close to, you know, accepting offers from you and that kind of thing and doing agreements. And that, and that kind of stuff really changes the play, streamlines it, and gets it back to the things you really want to be doing. Hmm. So I, I think for that, like, you know, just for all of the improvements, I have to look at where they started and where they are now, and they are the most complete strategy game that you could possibly want to play it has real-time strategy it has that tabletop element it has you know all of these building factors in it it has so many different game elements that and mechanics that work together so so well i i just think it's it's one or it's it is the perfect strategy game so uh i'm going to say this is a five out of five for me yeah wow that's, uh, I mean, that's, we, 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 you have to sort of remember it as well when it comes to, uh, to Game of the Year time. Oh, don't worry, mate. I will, I will not be forgetting this one. It is, It has been very, very good. I've been very lucky to play some excellent games at the start of this year um, that have been yeah. coming through. But this is probably one of, yeah, it, it's probably the best so far that I've played this year. Just from living up to the hype, being able to do everything that it was supposed to do and just look fantastic and play well and be addictive. Like if you're playing this and you're suddenly find it's two in the morning, don't be surprised. That's happened to all of us. Like it's just that addictive. So yeah, I'm yeah, I, I, I can't rate it any higher than it already is. It is. It is one of those games where when I first booted it up, like because there are cutscenes and all that sort of stuff and, and the law about it, I spent a good, half an hour just looking at cutscenes like what fucking faction do i want to pick because this is a hard <laughs> choice for me um but it like it took my blinders off for chaos gods because you know as a kid i was all like fucking corn because corn's fucking blood and it's skulls and it's fucking cool and now i was like actually i might take a look at slanesh like i, I have a flat no for nurgle i don't like nurgle but i'm like i might take a look at slanesh i'll give him a crack um yeah. shrimp has asked in the chat where can i message dan because i want to send him some warhammer lore <laughs> oh, dude, I think Dan's brother is a is a Warhammer 40k champion in Australia or second or something like that. No, no, national champion for uh, I think it was 2019 was the last time. Mm. But um, yeah, that was at least when it last happened when he told us about it. He did some stuff in 2020 as well, um, in between lockdowns. But yeah, he was uh, he's a national champion. So yeah, I'm surprised that (laughs) That also makes me not want to play it because I don't want to get fucking shat on by my little brother. So um, yeah, that's all right. He lives in a different state. (laughs) He lives in a different state. We can yeah, but it'll be the thing that before I've even started it, I know that I will be worse than my brother every time I play it. I'll never be better than him. Oh, dude, he's playing Space Wolves. Just get some fucking tower and just shoot at him. That's all. That's See, all, all of that just gibberish. All of it was just gibberish. I'm blocking it out, <laughs> blocking it out with my my super mind powers, so that you don't force me into buying. Because I'm very susceptible. Duty is like a drug dealer for 40k pieces. I am. Um, <laughs> Come on, mate. You just want to. You want a little bit of fucking grey knights, don't you? I've got a, got a couple of grey knights out the back, mate. I was doing some space wolves the other day. Oh, great stuff. I will say. I will say, like. S- that's that's how I do catch up on a lot of like TV shows and movies and stuff that I just like I don't have the time to watch it. I'll put them on while I'm doing painting and stuff. So and I will say the idea of the grey knights appeals to me because essentially they're just various shades of grey, so you can fuck it up quite easily and not have to worry about it. I like that idea. Dude, you can literally <laughs> assemble them. Get spray paint that's just, you know, not chrome, but metallic silver. Spray paint the metallic silver, do some highlights, done. Or, best yet, my army, Black Templars, spray paint them black, white shoulder pads, 
done. Or, or I could just live vicariously through you and all of your tweets when you post stuff in your painting. That's great too. That's also very satisfying. Nah, dude. It's, 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 you know, for your birthday this year, I'll buy you a little warmer box that you can just sit oh, in. Oh, see? The ultimate drug pusher. The first one's free. Yeah. That's how they get you. The first here's one a, is free. Here's a little taste. <laughs> That's, that's, that's what I did come, for my, for my nephew. You want another one. That's what I did for my nephew and my brother for uh, for Christmas. It was just like you pick whatever army you want to play. I don't care. Pick whatever Warhammer army you want to play, right? And he, we spent like two hours in the store. And when they decided their armies, I bought them the rule books for their armies. I'm like, there you go. So I got an orc rule book and a space marine rule book for my nephew and brother, and just went. Now you've got your rule books. Now you've got what models look like or how they play and this and that. And it's just like go from there. Mate, you are the ultimate pusher, and I love oh, it. Um, there's, there's Death Watch, Fuzzy. You could get into Death Watch, but not a oh lot of God. people play Death Watch. It's, they're basically, like, the best of the best. So, like, it's a member from each different Space Marine faction. So rather mm. than playing as, like, one faction, you've got, like, you know, the best character or best sort of aspect of that faction. I love a good know. cherry pick. That's it's a good. cherry pick, yeah, but the Grey Knights are fucking dope, man. <laughs> Anyway, we'll um, we will debate this long and hard, I'm sure. Um, but yes, we will um, probably wind up the episode there before Duty tries to sell me anything else. <laughs> we K- will be Kermit back. says he's interested in it. He just doesn't <laughs> want to spend fifty thousand dollars on plastic. Exactly right. Yeah, uh, we will be back uh, in future episodes to talk about more Vigi games, possibly Elden Ring. Whether or not I can confirm or deny that I've had I've it. Got yes. two games next week to talk about. Uh, I will yes. talk about them now, but uh, we are streaming, so. Of course, uh, I cannot. But next week, two games, and yep. uh, and Fuzzy will have a, 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 a Grey Knights codex. <laughs> What's well, Fuzzy? Fuzzy. Before we wrap up, two things. Yes. For starters, we're brought to you by Culture Chocolate. I'm wearing the Culture oh, yes. Chocolate t-shirts. It's great. I'll uh, I'll I'll move the where's me where's me mouse where's me mouse image six. That's what I'm after. There we go. Right in the middle. If you want 10% off at Culture Shock Collectibles, you use code DUTY123. 10% off if you want it. It's right there. They do have uh, the McFarlane Toys, which company, they do a lot of DC toys. They do a lot of Spawn and Mortal Kombat. They do do some Warhammer ones that are grey, so you can paint them yourself as well if you want to. But fuzzy. We've got Kermit. Yeah. Right. He's interested in Warhammer. Right. He's in (laughs) Warhammer. Here we go. A monthly Warhammer game. Just to catch up, we have beers. We rotate whose place is it at. You know, it gives you time to paint your models, learn your rules, have a bit of fun, have some beers, have some cigars, order some pizza. You're terrible, dude. You're a terrible, <laughs> terrible man. That's our room. All right. We, we might have to give it a go, I think. Um, but, yes, until next week, um, this has been Fuzzy Dan reminding you that um, if you ever need to <laughs> consider buying a toy or a Warhammer figurine of any description, I've got a guy that I can get you in touch with. And I'm the guy who tells you, just a taste is all I can ask for. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, trying to do Jay Peterman from, from Seinfeld. Oh, I won't okay. have you no, turning this... this podcast into a den of iniquity. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, see everyone.